Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett John. Should we play the Olympic theme before we start this? Because the the sheer like magnitude of what we're doing this month. I thought we were likening it more to a dog show. We played that one a lot. You're going to hear it again. Spanish flea. <laughs> yeah. We'll switch it up. Let's do... Uh, you got to do the uh, ta- ta- the Tijuana Taxi. Let's do uh, the Munsters theme song. Oh, I thought we were going with Herb Alpert again. We, uh, we've always dealt with Herb Alpert. Okay. Let's switch it up. Tremendous. Well, we're going to do the monkeys theme. Here we come. No. Okay. Hey, hey, with the monkeys. Going to keep monkeying around. That's how that goes. I don't want to interrupt. Don't keep looking at me. This is tremendous. Because <laughs> we're moving on up. Waiting for you to break into song, too. Uh, now that I'm, uh, what theme songs do you know, John, uh, from the 80s and the 70s? You know that I only know one theme song. I've <laughs> <laughs> been banned from referencing it. Which one? Uh, well, we're going to take it step by step, day <laughs> by day. What's a spooky? <laughs> how did I forget? And then I immediately regretted <laughs> you telling me again. Hey, yeah. listeners. It's the theme song from Sister, Sister. Sister, oh, Sister. Do you know that? Yeah. God, of course you do. That would have been your time frame it for all that stuff to just imprint on your brain. Totally. Uh, John is TGIF on this Sunday afternoon. We're back with another entry of the Worst in Show and I'd rather just keep singing theme songs. Whatever than... happened to the something, something, something? I don't know how the Full House thing goes. Because we're living in the Full House. That's how I don't it goes. think we quite got that <laughs> no, one. No, <laughs> I don't remember. The, that's like the rock chair. It's the Cosby Show. Everybody sit down. What if we just make up our own theme songs to <laughs> famous theme songs? Nip and tuck, tuck and nip. <laughs> I'm here to nip your tuck. <laughs> it's me, Hannibal. Okay. Anyway, this is great, y'all. I didn't know we were have a musical theater podcast. We're we gonna do an episode. Uh, yeah, we're okay. doing Final Destination. The no, the Final Destination. Right. I can't get that right. Well, I hate these movies that just don't call themselves four or five <laughs> or seven. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's right there. Just grab it. Grab it and take hold of it. No, they saw it. They pushed past it and were like, I'm going to be a little more creative. What if we add a modifier to the beginning? And they're like, fucking love it. <laughs> they see the low hanging the low hanging fruit and they say, let's just pick up the shit off the ground that's yeah. rotted. I think we can go lower. <laughs> Maybe they walk into the studio and they're getting their checks written and the lady at the door is like, yeah, this is your last one of these. And they're like, I guess this is the final destination. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say it's the final check, lady? So you're, saying, you're saying the titles are determined by the payroll lady who yes. hands them their check. Absolutely. That's the only thing that makes sense because there's another one coming out in 2022 and they're back to the naming, I'm sorry, the numeral naming structure. Oh, well, look at this. You guys are making a new Halloween. So does this mean Michael Myers is returning? Yes, the return of Michael Myers. Boom, done. Yeah, but what about the final destination? Bad uh, six. <laughs> We're good. Print it. Well, at the time, see, we thought this was the final location. Turns out more road. Uh, <laughs> more road after this road. It's the pit stop to the final destination. Oh. Well, this is the first one that wasn't filmed in Canada, so maybe this was the final destination oh. for them. It's also the first one in 3D, so maybe this is the the best they could do. It'll never get more final than 3D. Wait, this do movie we, had 3D in it? Yeah. Hard to believe. Do, oh. you, do we know what cameras they used? Oh, man. Probably the <laughs> SD1s, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, that this looked like SD1 quality. So, Listeners, if you didn't listen to our last episode, we dig into the 3D aspects of SD1 cameras of the mid-2010s. Uh, top tier, uh, from what I understand. Uh, um, reliable sources are telling me that these were tremendous films. Uh, sorry, cameras. The films. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> no, this is the worst in 
Nielsen show. So we're picking the lowest rated ones in Rotten Tomatoes, and this is the winner for this franchise, at least. Yeah. I have not watched any others except for number one. This what? is the second Final really? Destination I've ever seen. You've never seen the Highway one? I didn't think enough of the first one to watch another That's five. the third one. The third. That's like the best intro by far. You will never drive behind uh, lumber trucks ever again. This is something rare you're going to hear me say because most franchises have a in space or a return of or, you know, some shitty sequel that is not well thought out. The Final Destination franchise, I can watch every one of these movies and have a good time every single time. They are genuinely entertaining. I was kind of shocked that this one was the lowest rated one. Well, one of them had to be a guest, but yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that just checks out, John. Yeah, my math is, is factual, uh, but I agree. Uh, this is a pretty uh, mediocre franchise, but fun. Were you guys watching these as they were released in theater? No, I wasn't. I don't think so. Because I did see the original in theater. In I, 2000, I went and saw Final Destination. I was like, ah, I'm good. No, I may have seen two and three in theater because I worked at the theater at the time these would have been released. And I just watched whatever because it was free and I was a teenager and had no other plans or responsibilities. Uh, so I probably did. Why'd you get a job at the theater? Great question. Because a good friend of mine worked at the theater and he said, hey, do you want a job at the theater? And I said, okay. It's that easy. <laughs> I got a job at a movie theater just to see the Powerpuff Girls movies for free. Nice. I remember <laughs> when that came out, I was like, I don't want to pay for this. I guess I'll just get a job there and see it for free. I mean, in hindsight, way more work, way Wait. more investment than just paying the fucking six bucks or whatever. But well, you might not have had that six bucks till you got your first paycheck. Mm. I did sneak into Austin Powers, the, sh- the spy who shagged me. Or wait, the third one. What's the third one? Gold, gold f- member. Oh, yeah. Gold member. Not finger. Right. <laughs> they, there was a, a very tremendous interview process to get. I don't know about for you, but, you know. I had like four interviews. Oh, I had one. What? And there was only yeah. like three questions. And one of them was, why do you want to work at a movie theater? And of course I said, because I like movies. And, and, <laughs> and I'm sure she had never heard that. The person interviewing me had never heard that answer before. She was like, oh, okay. It's a giant clipboard. And she just goes, check. Yeah. You're hired. Likes movies. All right. Uh, oh. So, but you know, when there, I was paid uh, five fifty when I started. And so when you're paying someone five fifty, dollars uh, you pretty much just hire whoever. Yeah. And now we can't get people in the theaters. So yeah. are they still getting paid? Well, they can't get paid less than seven twenty-five or whatever's minimum wage. I did get sat down and talked to one time by my management, being like, "Garrett, we know it's slow, but you cannot keep going playing Eternals in time when you are on shift." Uh, and I was like, "I beg to differ." Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I can. <laughs> and uh, I was told that I was wrong, and I couldn't. So yeah, we'd get busted watching movies all the time, and they tell us, <laughs> "Can't do that. You got to wait till you're off the clock." All right, I know we're digressing a little bit, but what was the last film you watched for free before you quit your jobs? Oh, shit. The Powerpuff Girls movie. <laughs> that was that fast. Huh? When it happened, I was done. Hmm. I okay. don't remember. I'd have to go back. See, you want to get some real solid details here. I quit, and then I went back. Oh, what? Yeah. He loved it so much. I know. He loved movies that much. Hey, why are you back? I love movies. <laughs> Check. Yeah. Now I have, a college, <laughs> I have a college degree in debt, so uh, <laughs> now I also love paying bills. Uh, they're all fucking two I checks. love paying bills. John, you are the oldest man in existence. Well, I was what as I was eight. No, I must have been 22. I had no prospects. I graduated college in the middle of the worst recession in known history or whatever. Uh, so until I found a real job. Known history. <laughs> yeah. Worse than the uh, Black Friday of the 1929s or whatever it was. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't alive back then in my <laughs> known history. Oh, since your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that's all that okay. matters to me. History didn't start before the day he was born. That's right. 1986, first year of recorded history. Yeah. No way. We landed on the moon! 
So it must have been something in 2009. Uh, no. Could it have been this? No, it must have been something in 2008. Oh. <laughs> I mean seven. <laughs> Six, five, four, three. I don't know. I, I oh, just, this movie did come out in 2009. It did. That was yeah, clever, no, Mark. I moved to Austin in 2009, and I did not work at a movie theater in Austin. Fair so enough. something in December of 2008. He applied, and they're like, why do you want to work here? He's like, I like <laughs> movies. They're like, that's not going to cut it here, baby. Yeah. yeah. Were you at the Alamo Draft House? Like, I want a job. I love movies. <laughs> movies. And they're like, get out of here, weirdo. <laughs> uh, so something in December of 2008 was the last movie I saw. Oh, you should free. go through the movie list later and I will. come back and let us know what it I'll was. I'll let you all know next week. Uh, so I know the Check suspense our Twitter. It'll be you. there. <laughs> but anyway. As we mentioned, Final Destination. From the Final oh, Destination. Aye, <laughs> fine. The Final Destination from 2009 is what we're talking about. Directed by David R. Ellis. I want to point out this gentleman because he has something under his belt that I was surprised by. Matrix 2? Matrix 2 is one of them. Yep. Uh, more so, though, Snakes on a Plane. Snakes? I think that's a good movie. Uh, are you serious? I like it. The, that- uh, the effects suck, yeah. but it's fun. Explains why this movie is so awesome. Yeah. Also, Sphere. Oh, I love Sphere. Well, yeah. he, he didn't direct that one, but he worked on it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I love Sphere, but also very bad. Great book, but very enjoyable <laughs> movie. That's the one where Dustin Hoffman's in a sphere, right? Correct. That's yeah, the whole plot? spheres <laughs> are involved in the movie. Ah, interestingly enough, I uh, won't divulge too far into this guy's um, career, but he was a stunt man for like thirty years. To kind of go along with what we did last week, how the editor guy just got to start doing the directing. Here's a stunt guy who got to sit down and do the chair, the chair work, the directing, as they call it. I think he was a stunt guy in Matrix. Oh, is that what he, his Yeah, he didn't was? direct Matrix. The Wachowskis oh, did of Matrix, course, of remember? Course. But no, as a director, this guy had done Shark Knight, <laughs> The Final Destination, Snakes on a Plane, as you said, Cellular, with a Jason Statham movie. Oh, my God, that movie's trash. And now tell him the one that stands out from the crowd. Final Destination 2, Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. That's the one that doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to direct that dog and cat movie. That was his first directorial debut. Yeah. So he's just getting his feet under him. When you're a first-time director, let me tell you, as someone who's worked in the film business as an usher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone steeped in the business. When you're How many Oscars <laughs> have you been to? <laughs> numerous. Uh, when you I are, handed out popcorn. <laughs> uh, when you're, Thank you, Mr. Nolte. Can right. I have an autograph? I was a seat filler. Get bench, little fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When you're a first time director, you just take what you can get. You know, it's part of the first time nature of it. Good point. Well, Shark Knight, which I have no idea what it is, and I wish it was a a shark in knight's armor, but it's not. It's the other night. I was hoping it was a bunch of sharks night out, like like kind of a honeymooners type (laughs) thing. (laughs) It's our last night before Larry gets married. It's shark night out. (laughs) I wish, man. Uh, 2011 was that one. He hasn't directed since. Must have not made that much money, that one. Oh, Shark Knight. Yeah, ruined another career. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. We've got a lot to talk about, I assume. This one stars Bobby Campo as Nick, Chantel Van Satin as Lori, Nick Zano as Hunt, Haley Webb as Janet, Mikelty Williamson as George, Krista Allen as Milf slash Samantha. In IMDb, she's listed as just Milf. Well, they they gave her a name here, at least. In Wikipedia? Well, that's the source of all knowledge, so. <laughs> Andrew Fiskella as Mechanic. Yeah. Justin Welburn as racist, Stephanie Honoré as <laughs> what? <laughs> as racist, uh, Stephanie Honoré as mechanic's girlfriend, Laura Grice as racist wife, and Jackson Walker as cowboy. This one's sitting at a twenty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and that's out of one hundred reviews by the critics, thirty-five percent with the audience. 
250,000 plus reviews. Wow. It boggles my mind that this movie is rated lower than Saw 5. I agree. Now, how does this compare to the others in the series? In terms of how good it is? Ratings. Oh, I don't know. I'd be curious if they're all hovering around the same well, number. I can guarantee that this is lower than the others. Yes, well, this it has one. to be because we're doing it now. <laughs> Honestly, Final Destination 5 was a very kind of well tight written movie. It's not fantastic, but it definitely is better than 4. So assuming the normal trend of like it goes down from the first one and then picks back up, at least until one of our later entries, Child's Play, we're out of nowhere. Part 3 is the lowest rated shit compared to C to Chucky. Anyway, whole different conversation. Well, let's just, uh, for example, the the tentpole final destination minus the the, the mm-hmm. first one from 2000s, only at a 35%. Really? So we are not that skewing is too far, you know? And this one was 33%? 28. 28. Huh, 7% dip in that. Yeah, that's... It's a real tight number, though. I bet like, three is the highest rated. Well, we're... Okay, two. Final Destination 2 is at 48%. Okay. So that one shot up from number one. What was the big intro scene for two? Two is the one with um, Dusty Waters, or whatever her name was. Claire, clear, clear. Remember, it was clear. Yes. Because we had a whole conversation about that when we did Final Destination 1 episode. Clear Waters. Final D3 is at 44%. Oh, so it's under two. Okay. Might as well just round it up with five. Let's see what five's sitting at. Oh, two is the truck. Two is the logging truck. Yeah, that's why it's the highest, because that was the best one. That scene definitely is crazy. FD5 is at 62%. I'm telling you. What? Final Destination 5 is actually pretty dope, you guys. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Interesting. Is this also 3D? Uh, I don't think they they went with a 3D trope on that one. Okay. I think I think that whole trend was kind of like, all right, we've blown our load on this nonsense. No one gives a fuck about it. Stop wasting the money on it. Yeah, 2011, Final D5. So they were doing these yearly there for a while, looks uh, like. I don't remember this one at all. Hmm, I'll have to watch it. So that being said, uh, the Final Destination... How do we like it? Well, to go on what I like to call the mark scale. Yes. Of A, is it good or bad? Mm-hmm. B, is it fun? It is bad, but fun. Ah, yes. I would agree with that. I, uh, like I said, I'd never watched any before this one other than the original. And uh, I went ahead and decided if um, the lowest rating movie in a franchise wasn't going to get out of bed to do its best work, I wasn't either. I watched it on my phone in bed. <laughs> wow. As it should be. <laughs> and you know what I really appreciate about this? This movie clocks in at one hour, 16 minutes before the credits. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not even a movie. That's an episode. No, it was so tight. It was great. <laughs> Loved it. It's a season finale episode. Right, yeah, exactly. Yes. It's the Breaking Bad final season episode. Well, here's why. Because they didn't have to have soap opera activities, right? They're just like, let's fucking get to it, pedal to the metal, and get... We're getting through this together, audience, and it was awesome. I do think that the opening is quite long, though. When we finally get to the mousetrap death well, mechanisms getting our guys, that felt like we took like 35, 40 minutes to get there. All of them have very yeah. long intros before the actual event kicks. This, the, these movies do a great job. Well, ever since 2, they do a great job of really showing you all the Chekhov's guns, the Chekhov's arsenal, if you will, <laughs> before the bullets start flying. Because you like in part 2, like with the, the road, you see like a guy passing so-and-so, and he's eating a sandwich. And then in the truck, you notice that he's low on gas. I mean, they spend... Uh, what feels like 10 minutes just setting up the idea and then it actually goes tits up and it's just wild from there. Yeah. This one isn't as long as the two intro, 
but yeah, it does have a, a bit of a setup, and that's that's to kind of pay it's off a, later. It's part of this franchise. If they took that out, fans would be very. It's upset baked into the the um, the formula. Cool, gotcha. So let's uh, introduce this one. This is what the back of the DVD has to say about the final destination. Prepare for the ride everyone is dying to see. The tagline at the top mm. of the box. Hold on. Is the first line from the director of Homeward Bound 2. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really missed an opportunity there, didn't they? The movie series that taps into your deepest fears returns with a new and imaginative chapter that delivers the expected. Did it say deliver the expected? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought it might happen? Well, strap in, baby, because it does. Uh, yeah. In in so many keep hyphen you hyphen guessing comma unexpected ways. Okay. Wait, it delivers the expected and unexpected ways. Yes. Okay. That sounds like a backhanded compliment. The whole spectrum. <laughs> Did you get it? A strange premonition causes friends to abandon their day at the speedway just before a crushing pileup hurdles cars into the bleachers with fiery consequences. They have cheated death, but death is only getting started. From the director of Snakes on a Plane... Check. <laughs> ...comes the eerie, comma, innovative tale of the friend's fierce fight to keep themselves and others alive. Man, do you know how hard it'd be to read a paragraph if you said all the exclamate... Uh, <laughs> all <laughs> punctuation? the punctuation marks, too? Ooh. Very hard. Now, let me tell you about the biggest lie in that whole thing. There is nothing innovative about this whole movie. It is definitely Final Destination Paint by Numbers. But it's unexpected, though, dude. But, no, it is expected. It's just delivered unexpectedly. I think they meant so innovative, like, like the kills, like, oh, you didn't see that coming, or did uh, you? Because you expected it. Yeah. Well, no. it's like if you ordered something from Amazon, right? So you expect it coming, but then they threw it through your window. <laughs> that would be unexpected. Good point. <laughs> That's true. Now, Jeff Bezos is listening to this and goes like, holy shit, he just cracked the code. <laughs> Gentlemen, just throw it off the truck. <laughs> hey, we can sell windows, too, if we break them first. <laughs> So like Garrett said, every one of these like death sequences are spelled out with like they show you every piece that's moving. Like I wish Mark Summers was there describing it like the double dare <laughs> obstacle course. And then you're going to grab the flag and you go down the mouth and then there's going to be wrenches and you're going to trip over the wrench. You're going to fall face first into the vat of acid, you know, whatever it is. It's every one of these movies, and, and I guess that's the formula up until this point mm -hmm. through six, right? We get to see death or fate or whatever it is manipulating everything. It's and, a Rube Goldberg machine of what could possibly happen. Right, but if anything, in this movie, it's less clear than in previous movies, believe it or yes. not. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question, because this one, it seems like we've got this mousetrap set up from mm -hmm. point A to Z. And then we just dump gasoline on it and set it on fire, and that ends every death well, sequence. I think that's the expected unexpected. You and this one, they instead of basically saying like, "Oh, here's all these things that could happen," and you just don't know when or like when they're gonna like pop off. In this one, they did they did a lot of like, "Uh oh, it looks like that van's gonna fall." Oh my god! Oh, but gotcha, that actually wasn't the thing that killed them. Bam! This is what did you so know a lot of it's a lot of red herrings, yeah. yeah. Well, but then gasoline. What else can we do in these? What you don't know, because uh, they don't tell you anywhere, uh, is that these movies are all based on elements. So this is the fire. Oh. Yeah. So we got water, air, rock. 
Uh, and then there might be benders in some of these films. Oh, I see. Yeah, so. Like Futurama bender? Uh, no, like Avatar benders. Oh. Yeah, air Before, benders. After our time, Mark. Fire. You guys don't know about Avatar? I mean, I know about it. We're, we're, <laughs> we're aware that the M. Night Shyamalan classic exists. Whoa! Is this the shaved head kids with the, the dots on their foreheads? Yeah, oh, if y'all like anime. That could be uh, interpreted wrong yeah. as like a racist <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, Mark, played by the racist. <laughs> the other way around. Uh, Put that on your IMDb. Yeah. Well, all of my avatar homies will have gotten that it's that's a very shallow cut for them i thought that would have really landed with y'all there's four white dots on their foreheads right does that indicate air, air sea water fire wood no each one bends one thing Hare krishna krishna no so you got your firebenders who yeah bend. they're dressed like harry krishna's right kind of like with orange and shit yeah uh, they have a very eastern flair to them so y'all are walking a tight line here but watch old men try to figure out a cartoon <laughs> do you guys remember the get along gang anyway hey um, you know what you did re- reference uh you referenced special edition in the necrotronic yes. episode and i like that better than what they were arguing i remember that show here. okay it's where the mannequin comes to life when the oh, store bro, goes that. to sleep i didn't know that my roommate was the one that was all like remember this fucking mannequin i was like what the fuck are you smoking like yeah. What are you talking about? They had a puppet security guard oh, and a puppet mouse. We had to look it up, man. It was crazy. Anyway, let's not talk about... <laughs> look, you could have been here, Mark, okay? You blew your chance to talk about special edition. Oh, let's fine. talk about, as Mark would say, the Well, when we the finally do final Mannequin destination. 2, Electric Boogaloo, then we can talk you about mean on the move? special delivery. Mannequin oh, 2 on the move? Too. Sure. <clears throat> do you know you still can only get Mannequin 2 on iTunes? You can't buy part one. Weird. I also found out why Young Guns isn't available on iTunes. It's because they have a deal with stars. This fucking mm. streaming bullshit's getting out of hand. Anyway. We've been there, done that. I know. All right. Moving on. The final destination, the expected, unexpected, expected journey. I expected nothing and was pleasantly surprised that I had a good time with it. I yeah. did not expect that. <laughs> so there you go. I didn't expect to immediately have a guy whistling Dixie with a giant swastika tattoo introduced in the first three minutes of my movie. Is this just saying that everybody that goes to NASCAR events are pieces of shit? No, I'm saying, I think it was saying some people who yeah. go to NASCAR oh, Because events. the cowboy okay. was very polite. His hat was in the way and he, she was like, okay. he was like, oh, The lady with off. the tampon kids? Yeah, they they paint, they were like, oh, she's so weird, but I mean, whatever, she's making do with the best shit she had. And yeah. she was insulting her shit kids. And yeah. did, we, did we talk about the cowboy yeah being, yeah, oh, yeah him he was very completely polite. polite he was like i'm sorry sorry ma'am i'll move down a bit and i was yeah, like yeah. what a delightful gentleman i immediately hoped he didn't get killed but i was like well he's had a line so he's getting fucked well yeah i mean the so. thing about his death is it's the least sensical in the whole movie so i can't wait for one of y'all <laughs> to explain to me what love happened. when that <laughs> happens but anyway um i think that the main piece of shit was like the racist dude um who decided to be Full on racist, yeah. like blatantly racist. And then the guy, the mechanic who had the lush of a girlfriend who was like, give me some of your booze. And then, like the guy was like, okay. He was just having a good time. It wasn't really a dick. He was just, you know. Well, he was a lot less nice than the cowboy guy when he's like, down in front, asshole. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, with the booze, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, his girlfriend had the booze. Remember, she just starts chugging the whole goddamn binocular. Oh, let me just, let me stay. The guy sneaks in <laughs> Jim, Jim Bean inside his binoculars, which have been hollowed out to function as a, um, a flask, which was weird though, because he's looking through it later, like earlier in it. And I was like, if it's a flask, you don't see through it, bro. He's fooling the security guard. When he walks by, he's got to pretend that he's looking through this novelty item. So okay. like, let's just set this up, right? This opens up on a day at a NASCAR event. We're introduced to all these people slowly throughout, uh, the turning left 
400 times that the cars do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's actually NASCAR. So racing fans, don't skewer me. I know nothing about your world. (laughs) Well, it was a NASCAR like, I mean, it wasn't Formula One, so it had to be NASCAR. Right. I I know know the difference uh, between that. So these were like stock cars, right? Yeah. So it's that. They're at the Speedway. And then as our. I have a question, though. Was it Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? I didn't know what day it was. Oh, uh, did they say that? Well, they didn't. So we don't know. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, it had to be. It had to be because they all, you know, uh, the security guard went back to work the next day uh, okay. to do security right. guarding. Okay. So I assume it was a Sunday situation. All right. But we don't know because none of our people are employed. They're all children. <laughs> I think that's a more of a monster truck thing, isn't it? I have no idea. Oh, it's all events. Uh, guys, it was it was a simple joke. We don't have to really <laughs> dig into no, the No, I need to know the day. Let's break not, it down. Not only the day of the week, but what actual day what did this movie take place I wanted to know was where did this take place, though? Was it, cause it seemed like the Deep South, because everyone has Dixie as their fucking ringtone in this city. I was mm. shocked by that. I was like, when we're in the movie theater at the end, it's like, I was like, whoa. Well, I was like. Good question. So it's probably probably a weekend uh, in somewhere where there's a raceway. Also, real quick, audience, don't get pissed. I know that's not Dixie, but they also had Dixie as a ringtone yeah. in this, too. Uh, and if that upsets you, too bad. Uh, <laughs> we know it's not Daytona. All right, so we can cross that out. It's not Indianapolis. Let's just go through all the raceways. Mark, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Indy 500? Uh, I don't think so. It's no. too small. Yeah, it's mm, too small. Mm, okay. you know, death toll would have been much, much higher. Okay, so we've ruled those out. We'll let the audience do the rest. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so in a movie called Death Toll? That'd be a good title. Oh, there must be. A that toll is a booth good that one. kills. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so uh, these college students were introduced to our four main characters. Um, and in classic this era fashion... One in the group is a complete, total piece of shit, asshole, fuck. Yeah, we're still in like the Stifler hangover. You're yeah. alpha male, badass jock dude. I, it, we cannot have anything likable about him at all. He's not allowed to have nuance because we want to like it when he dies, right? Is that why we're doing this? Yeah, but man, I tell you what, even though he was a giant like dick, I did. he got the worst death. I felt bad for him. I think his name was Hunt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, so Charlie at- Hunt. Or cunt, for short, if you will. Is it really Charlie? No, I, no, I have no idea. <laughs> it might as well have been. But yeah, they're they're hanging out and, and watching the race go by. And our main guy, Nick, who's going to become our precog of the movie. Yeah. Which happens far too many times if I'm going to start nickpicking the movie. And I think far I shall. Many, it happens every movie. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, that's Over and over and over throughout the entire film. Every single movie has yeah. a, a person who... Well, I know it always happens at the beginning, but this guy gets to do it until the end. Right. That's how these... Oh, okay. Work. So yeah, this yeah. is the pattern. It Devin is. Sawa got to do the same thing in the I just first remember one. the first time. No, remember he sees the magazine that got tore up and he's like, oh no, my God. That's yeah. a, remember he ends up at the teacher's house after her Rue Goldberg did right. death? I should go back and listen to our episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't seem to remember anything I watched. Is, uh, so comparatively, actually, if you compare the teacher's death to all the deaths in this movie, death has gotten much more efficient at killing people. Okay. And much more lazy, too. Yeah, because that one, I mean, the poor teacher required a number of steps. Mm-hmm. There's water, mm-hmm. knives, slipping, yeah. computer screens, yeah, whole all thing. kinds of things. Well, it's all happenstance. So uh, Nick is is he he denies his ration of binocular booze from Hunt, who is drinking out of the binocular lens, mm-hmm. uh, which I assume the writers just went to a mall novelty shop and was like, I'm going to write that. I'm going to into my, uh, my script here. I feel like that's something that actually happened. I think they went to an event and it was like, I told this guy drinking out of binoculars. That's sweet. Let's write that into the movie. Uh, he's noticing um, that this raceway has these cracks. There's literal pieces of the, the cement fall from the foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, dude, I don't know. I got to be a precog to be like, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. This is dangerous. Well, but a lot of stadiums are like that. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm not going. <laughs> Count me out. Cracks in concrete. I mean, the, the it falling and dusting, that's bad. Cracks in concrete, though, sometimes happening during the curing process, hmm. uh, not necessarily an indication that there's significant structural weakness. Now, I say this as an usher, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies. It was all fucked up. <laughs> when John applied for his carpentry license, yeah. he said, <laughs> I like movies. <laughs> you know, the stadium's settling, so that thing happens sometimes. It's coming to its own. <laughs> so, do, like, like, this is the dream sequence of Nick watching everybody die. Ooh, dream yeah. weaver! This is my one major nitpick of this movie, is in previous movies, it was all pretty realistic. Death didn't really seem to take a hands-on role. In this movie, it starts with Death just unscrewing some bolts. I saw that. And I did not like that. Yes. That was like that other movie we watched. It was like Death Spa. Yeah. And the bolts start undoing themselves on the diving board. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was, I did not like Shout that. out to our Death Spa episode. <laughs> Death Spa, I see you out there. You still killing it. Yeah. Smooches. No lightning in this movie, though. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a and lot less 80s aerobics butts. And no ghost wife. Uh, if only there was more aerobics butts in this oh, movie. Uh, some of these people might have been alive if they were doing aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a very momentarily hot sex scene. Yeah. Until it was that pretty dude momentary. opened his fucking mouth. And it was like, it reminded me of the J- the Friday the 13th remake where he was like, you got juicy tits, bro. I was like, shut <laughs> your mouth, dudes. If you're not going to say anything fucking clever, shut the fuck up. Also, ladies, get at me. Do you want your dudes to stay stupid shit like that in the moment, or do you want us just to shut the fuck up? Hit us up on social media. Let us know. Who doesn't want to be told that their tits are juicy? Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, my wife loves it when I call her dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yo, my man, what's up? <laughs> so, so do we want to do we want to get this correct? Do we want to get through the timeline of death correct? Or It'd do be, we care? No, it's very challenging. I did no, not know. I'm going to say, guys, I didn't know down who dies when. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's sit down, guys. Let me break it down to you real quick. Okay. So a bunch of bullshit happens. A bunch of cars the crash. End. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of cars crash. A bunch of people get killed. And then in typical um, Final Destination fashion, uh, Nick snaps out of it, realizes it was a vision, and then he slowly pieces it together by seeing things happen around him. Like He's like, that lady's going to put tampons in her kid's ears, and it happens. And he's like, uh, the cowboy's going to sit in front of us, and the cowboy sits in front of us. And at that point, he's uh, like... I, I will I have to point this out before. Uh, so this all starts because a, a car peels away with a screwdriver on there. Yes. Uh, and the peel away sound is dolphins. I... Yes. <laughs> Are it was you... Classic classic I was like, what the hell? Was that a fucking uh, dolphin noise? I didn't look up a whole lot about this movie because I didn't give a shit, but I did pause it and go, I need to figure this out. And that is all over the internet. So if it's wrong, uh, everybody's wrong, but it sounded very much like no, dolphins. That is the stock flipper sound <laughs> that you would hear in the black and white show. Flipper. <laughs> do amazing. you think they did it on purpose or do you think that was a mistake of the sound editing? I can't imagine you accidentally <laughs> put the flipper noise in instead of car squeal. <laughs> Dolphin. Those are two different letters. Well, you have them on your desktop by mistake. You drag in the wrong one. It happens. Well, to a lot of, of times those like audio file libraries are like numbered like number two four six. You know, mm. sound two forty seven. No, Maybe a number got had to be on purpose though, because like these movies get watched so much before. True. Perhaps True. they downloaded all their files from Napster and they were all labeled <laughs> like Metallica and Justice for All, but. Secret got system of a down song but they're all john denver <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well 
<laughs> Love it. So, um, yeah. So basically Nick puts it together. And he's like, we got to get out of here quick. And of course, you know, they, um, a chain of events happens where he tries to get out of there real quick. He ends up hitting a couple of people in the process, bumping into people, spilling drinks. They follow him to be dickheads out in the parking lot. And then boom, his premonition happens off camera. But we do see beforehand, we actually see all the deaths that would have happened if they'd stayed place, which as you say, the screwdriver in the car comes loose, gets on the track. Someone runs over that. It blows their tire out. That car hits a couple of the cars, flips over the engine block. And one of the moments <laughs> shoots across and crushes a lady on the steps. That was gruesome. Yeah, now, that was MILF slash Samantha, wasn't it? I believe it was I the think mother. So. Yeah. Let's, let's just call her Samantha. Yeah, MILF Manta. Hey, she's listed as, <laughs> she's lifted his MILF in the IMDb. I'm calling her MILF. Milf Manta. <laughs> Milf Mantha. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, I mispronounced your name, Milf Mantha. <laughs> um, and so she gets crushed by an engine block. The racist and his wife get cut in half by a car hood, which is like shot as like a frisbee, slices them Remember, right Remember, it's in 3D. Yeah. Yes, all this stuff is blatant, like coming right at the camera 3D. This is so gratuitous. It makes a Saw 7 look like benign. Like, oh, they were really restrained in their 3D yes. usage. Well, this is on the level of Jason 3. Yeah. You know, Friday 13 3 with like the tennis ball on the stick with the eye coming mm-hmm. straight at the camera lens, you know. But Nick gets uh, falls down and gets stabbed in the throat. Yeah, by he falls a on a busted, busted um, piece of wood. The, the bleacher they were sitting on. Yeah. Cowboy and his wife get crushed. The kids get smashed um, by something. The cowboy gets smashed into the pillar, which then causes the roof to start collapsing. The concrete above them starts falling on people. Mm-hmm. Um, the mechanic's the wife gets yeah. crushed by the tire. That's the first thing that happens. Um, now, actually, surprisingly, this scene is a, a reference to that event that happened at the um, at that other racing event. There was like a Formula One racing event or something like that. Oh, this did actually happen. Yeah, there was something that happened mm. where like an engine block and a hood flew into the audience and killed a bunch of people. Like mm. that, that was an actual thing that happened like wow. roughly around the time of this. I don't know if this was a direct reference to that, but I, around that time, there was like a massive event that happened like this. Hopefully not too close to the actual event. That would be a little, yeah. a little distasteful. Yeah. Oh, God. What if they do 9-11 as the fucking <laughs> oh, no. point for fucking part six? It's still too soon. That's too big. Like yeah. little like one-off disasters. When you said first responders. I was like, I hope they don't do anything like fucking noticeable. Who cares about their job? I already feel like I'm worried about this by them going, they're first responders. Like that's such an in- irrelevant point to this movie that I don't, I'm like, why are you even bringing that well, that's up. my one major note from this movie and we'll get right back to the plot in just a second is that all these people like in the previous ones they were all friends they yeah. all hung out together or they all like were in the same class or on the same trip or something like that there was something that connected them like as people like why would they why did interact or care about any of these people with this you're just sitting with a bunch of fucking assholey randos like why well, does anyone give a shit if milf mom dies or if fucking mechanic asshole gets killed like honestly i didn't care about anybody dying except for our four teens yeah i didn't even really care about them <laughs> because the the four are knit four that are supposed to be friends. Well, only one dies actually too no two no. Until the end. But my problem is, is like, we've got a four college kids that are supposedly friends. A quartet, if you will. They set them up as to be in couples, right? But then they immediately say like, I don't even know why I dated you, says Julie to Hunt or, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> well, he it's goes like, maximum why are dick. I mean, he's got no likable well, traits. Why are you hanging out with Hunt? Like, because she's friends with Debbie or whoever the other main character's name is. And she's dating our main character, Nick. Yeah, so Mark, keep up. It's, <laughs> it's Kevin Bacon, two degrees of separation or some shit. Now, okay, totally agree, but... It- 
all of the Final Destination movies are like this. Like in two, they all just become friends because that one lady wouldn't go onto the highway. Oh yeah, that's a good. But they're point. just a bunch of randos who are now tied up together. Like I think I'm just nitpicking horror writing at this point. It's like, okay, why yeah. are they hanging out with this piece of shit? Well, I know, I'm just but tired I just, of it. it just made me really not care about the deaths of these characters. Like when the the Samantha gets killed in her scene, I was like, okay. Like other than the fact that she's on the list, like I don't. Milf give Samantha. a fuck. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. I don't care if she dies. Here's the thing is I pretty much never give a shit about when anybody dies in a movie, in a horror movie. It's you're, not like it's a drama where it's like you're you're, fuck. where you're like really invested in these characters in their life. Like, you know, if you see 12 people at the start of a horror movie, 11 of them are going to die. That's uh, not true. Night of the Creeps cared about every one of those assholes. There's one character in this movie that I was sad to see go and it's the security guard, George. Yeah, he was a good guy. They actually gave him a decent story. Uh, he wasn't a good... He killed his family by drunk driving. Oh, I missed that part. That I mean, seems that unnecessary. Was like, you missed that part? <laughs> that was a backstory, and he had made amends, and he had improved his life. He did. He Mistakes did. Mistakes happen. Now he's now he's a redeemed person. Now, okay. it was a huge mistake. Totally get it, you know. But, yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, even then, like, there was nobody who was genuinely, like, free of, like... Well, who is? Are you, are you casting <laughs> the first stone over there? I Guys. Gotta, Feast your eyes. <laughs> I, I, I believe a, a, a young man named Jesus once said. <laughs> so Nick is like, holy shit, this is all. I just saw it in a dream. Hey, let's get the fuck out of here. And Hunt's like, no way, man. I'm getting drunk over here. I'm here to watch the cars crash. And you're like, of course you are. You yeah, dumb fuck. I don't understand. The, and this is like very common in these movies, too, where your friend obviously showing some sort of crazy ass, like magical powers. And they're all like, that's bullshit. It's like, dude, he called like five different things that was about to happen. It's pitch perfectly. I'd be like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I'd be like, we're going to the 7-Eleven. You're picking my fucking lotto numbers right. right now. Also, these NASCAR events go on for 13 days straight. So just leave the theater. Or, Are sorry, serious? the stadium. I'm, 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 oh, I thought you time. were fucking it's serious. It's hyperbole, but like, they go on for shit. like six hours on a Sunday, right? Oh my so God. just yeah. leave the fucking stadium and be like, all right. And then literally they would have been fine, but no, they got to fight him on it the whole way out. Yeah. Very unnecessary. And then like other, like the strangers are just getting involved. Like the racist guy and the mechanic. Well, his drink gets spilled. So he's got to go outside and flex yeah. nuts on the dude who spilled his drink. And then the mechanic is like, how dare they like talk right. shit to my people. And as my mom would say, Nick is making a scene. Yeah. They all are making a big ass scene. I'm going to tell you if I were fucking the precog, I'd just be like, all right, fuck y'all. I tried to save you. Yeah. I'm out. Like I'm not waiting around for a car to smush me. Yeah. Right. Why do we care about Hunt? He's yeah. a piece of shit anyway. Get out of uh, there. That's twice in this movie, because also at the end where they're trying to save that one chick in the movie theater, I'd be like, all right, bye. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Through the scene. Uh, they we all get, end up in the parking lot. Right. Except for the cowboy. Yeah. Yes. That's important. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Chekhov's uh, cowboy, if you will. So yes, we've yes, got yes, yes. mechanic, Milf and her kids, the security guard, George, our four college kids. We've got racist tow truck guy. And uh, mechanic wife, mechanic, mechanic wife. Yes, right. If, if these people had real names, <laughs> racist wife. For once, doesn't, I'm not at fault, you guys. Yeah. For not knowing anyone's name, racist wife doesn't get to come out or decides not to come out. Or oh whatever. no, he tells her to say, he's like, "You stay here. I'm gonna go outside and handle my business with this black security guard." Look, I and then well, yeah, he the, does, and then the security guards like then they hear an explosion inside the the thing, and everyone starts screaming, and the racist guy's like, "I'm gonna go back inside and get my wife," and the security guard's like, "You can't go in there, dude." you'll get killed and then like of course he blames the security guard for not letting him go in to save his wife outside uh mechanics mechanics mm -hmm. lush of a girlfriend is like we should get out of here and then boom she gets hit by a tire that shoots over the entirety of the the stands and blows her to bits 
And then we get the final destination title. And this is the first movie they actually do the title after the uh, the death scene. Do you think a tire could clear the stadium? No, I would have loved to see what kind of car crash led a tire to shoot like a 180 degrees. Across. It just, I, it's like a t-shirt cannon, but for, yeah. for tires. Punk. It just, <laughs> the reason they cut away and showed you the outside is because it doesn't make any logistical sense at all, but whatever. Look, it's a horror movie. We're letting a lot, of, we're going to let a lot of things go, especially with these types of movies. But yes, she explodes in a blaze of tire smashed glory. And then we get the title scene. And then we cut immediately to a coffee shop where we see a beautiful giant cake just sitting on the, the cabinet and they put a lid over it. And I was like, we are spending a lot of time focused on this cake. And as someone who loves cake, I was very happy to see cake finally get a moment in the horror spotlight. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, coffee we, shop, death by coffee. Uh, I see. I was like, I was like, oh, this is very awkward. I was like the, the post, <laughs> the post, we almost died piece of cake and coffee, which, you know, we all have. I do want to say that the credits credit sequence, uh, let's just say John movie soundtrack, cock rock. How you feel about it? <sighs> I got my drink ready just I don't me. remember the movie soundtrack. So it must be just benign. It is. Devour, devour, devour. Basically, you're, uh, you're actually 90% no, that's the song. there. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was dating a girl when I first saw this movie, and I was making out, and I remember going, what the fuck? I cannot make out to this. This music is terrible. It's the worst early 2000s angry white guy hard rock that you'd hear on the worst stations around the country. It's bad. Yeah, I just didn't even notice it. It was just bland background sound, so... The entire NASCAR... NASCAR. (laughs) I was going to say race car and NASCAR at the same time. The whole NASCAR sequence has got Devour playing over (laughs) it at very loud decibels. Yes. Um, but the I'm thing, sorry, I think it says devour the power or something like that. But anyway, whatever. You get the point. This is playing over x-rays of kills. I like the x-ray approach. This was though. like, did Mortal Kombat steal this well, for their on, game? guys. I don't know if you remember this or not, but they do put all these x-ray kills in the title because A, it's in 3D and you get to watch all this in 3D happening. But every one of those kills is from the previous movies. I wouldn't have remembered that. No. Yeah, I did. I saw it. I was, like, I was like, there's the barbed wire cut in half. There's this. There's this. Yeah, they're all from, they had the knife fall on the teacher. Mm. Uh, from the first mm. movie. All the kills in the 3D were uh, from the previous movies. Well, good for them. I A little, guess, little uh, trivia for you guys. I guess uh, Ed Boon was watching this and was like, I'm going to put that in Mortal Kombat. Well, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I loved it, though. I thought it was great. It was a good effect. <laughs> Honestly, the mid-2000s, like the mid-2010s, 2008, 2009s, we always had some really cool, wild intro title sequences around this time. I really enjoyed the sheer, like, bombastic level they went to through some of these movies on these. Yeah, they don't make titles like they used to. I'm glad. But <laughs> now I'm it's just, just like black screen title name movie. Give me, I, you know, I kind of miss it though. I, I, who well, is Malignant hiring? brought it back. Malignant had yeah, that whole like cutting the tumor, secu- like, I almost said security, but surgery scene. That shit was rowdy as hell. That had who, it. Maybe they're making hi- a comeback. Who's hiring these mediocre bands? They need work too. So, you know. Wait. Time has done us a favor on this. Okay? Don't advocate for this music to come <laughs> back, please. Uh, you know what? 
Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, cool. Moving on. We're in a coffee shop in a cake that Garrett very much yeah. wants to eat. We're in death by coffee. They're looking at the news report, right, of right. what just happened, and they're like, gosh darn it, somehow we managed to live, and would Hunt's they... got a fucking lucky coin that he won't put down. Would That's... they be free by, like, wouldn't they be witnesses? Oh, yeah, you'd still be being questioned by the cops and stuff like that, especially if someone goes like, that fucker knew this was going to happen. Yeah. It's been like 15 minutes, and they're like, all right, Which happens in the first one. Remember, the cops questioned the hell out of fucking uh, Devin Sauer, because they're like, how did you know this shit? And he's like, uh, 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 don't put me on the no-fly list. (laughs) But they say something like 52 dead or something, right? And they're like, oh, they're going to be a memorial. And then Hunt's like, fuck all that. I'm going to go get a piece. No, no, everyone's like, we should go to the pair of respects. And he's like, we didn't know anybody. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, I kind of understand where he's coming from. I do. Honestly, I'd be like, I don't want to go be around that. That's fucking horrifying. Like, no, you're probably going to be like, I still feel very shook up about survivor's guilt is a yeah. real thing, dude. So like I and yeah, you don't know anybody like what are you going to just be there? Like being like, wow, I guess I'm lucky. <laughs> no, that's what honey all is, though. He's all into this like lucky me. I'm going to go Cause, fuck off because he's got a lucky coin, a.k.a. This is the Harvey Dent origin story. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he's got a lucky coin. He's like, here, kiss it. You can kiss either side, the heads or tails. But, you know, I like head. <laughs> And that's when the girl's like, I can't believe I ever dated you. You know what? That was such a terrible joke, but it definitely was the kind of joke that frat boys are making in 2010. Is it 2010? Shit. <laughs> 2021, baby. I'm still rocking these bad boys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Those I know are better. jokes that frat boys have been making forever. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely. If this, if that joke was when an you, animal when house. You, when you <laughs> apply to be a frat boy, it's like, why do you want to be a frat boy? I like making shitty jokes. Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies. <laughs> X. Get out of here, nerd. <laughs> All right. What happens next? I didn't take notes. As I, I said, I watched this in bed. So they go to the, the memorial notes. and the racist guy meets up with them and he has it out with the security guard. And I don't remember exactly, but then he's like, you know, not everybody, uh, nobody lives forever. And then we cut to him in his truck and uh, he's driving tow truck, tow truck. Right, and we see that he's driving up to the security guard's house, so he pulls over. Did we mention the security guard's black? Oh, yeah, the security guard I, is I black. I think I mentioned it before, but yes, there's a reason this dude has a weird fucking hard-on for this guy is because he's super racist, and of course, it couldn't be anyone's fault except for the black guy in this guy's eyes. Well, because he blocked him from going yes. back into yes. the NASCAR But arena. before that, he also was the one whistling Dixie at the guy when he was like just walking his rounds in the... He was already racist before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was pretty... He was. He came into the movie racist. Yeah. Uh, so he pulls over and he sees getting out a, uh, cross. a cross to burn. And then... Was that what that was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I totally missed the fact that it was a cross. Ah, well, there wow. you go. So, okay, so he's full 100%. Racist. Not only racist, but like champion grand clan racist here. Uh, level 10 racism. Uh, and then, of course, all the crazy shit happens. So the hit, the hook from his tow truck kind of shakes loose and falls on the ground. Mm-hmm. His car locks and the radio starts playing Wars, Why Can't We Be Friends? Tremendous. His gas can, which I guess he was going to use to set the cross on fire, mm-hmm. falls over, putting gas everywhere. It's like um, leaking on the road. It's like making a little like little river of gasoline down the road. And then he hears the music and he and he runs back to the truck like, oh, my God, it's going to give away my position, you know, and it's like, bro. Well, he was already parked outside this house for at least a six pack of beer. Yeah. Maybe been, a 12 pack. And that truck was loud as hell. And Yeah. He was listening to his angry white boy rock that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Why didn't anybody call the cops on him? There's some creep. 
well, there's, nothing, music. there's nothing wrong with sitting in your car listening to music. A loud. strange car that's... on your street, you're not going to be suspicious about it being okay. there for hours? Yeah, I'll tell you what, as someone who lives in a suburban neighborhood uh, like that one, somebody would have complained. It would have been on all over next door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even in 2010. <laughs> Even in 2010. <laughs> next door 1.0. But I'm saying, like to self, don't go listen to my loud music in Mark's neighborhood. Just don't go park in a, a neighborhood. Yeah. If you want to do that, you want to get drunk and listen to Disturbed or Lincoln Parks or whatever it is, sir, I will beat you senseless. <laughs> Kid Rock, you want to be a cowboy, baby? <laughs> so anyway, uh, his plan to burn a cross on this guy's lawn is foiled because he runs back to the car. Right. He gets hooked by his hook. Well, the car starts rolling by itself. He gets hooked first, then the car oh, starts rolling. He? Yeah, because then he gets he, dragged. No, no, no. He, the car starts rolling because then he stops. He goes, son of a bitch. Like, I can't catch it now. And then it grabs well, his foot. Yeah, the radio kicks on and startles him. He's like, oh, I was trying to be quiet about all this. And that's blaring the music. And then his like phone goes off and he starts running back towards the truck. It starts rolling. And then it catches him by the uh. foot. And drags him along, and I don't know exactly what the fire the ignition sparks is. of the yes. chain on the road catch the gas that had been leaking on fire, which then sets him on fire. The hook is sparking, and it basically lights it all on fire. So then George walks out of his house hearing all this. Why can't we right? be friends? And seeing a racist dude drug behind him. And he's screaming, burning. I'm on fire. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when he was like, I'm on fire, help. Yeah. I was like, no shit, dude. <laughs> was the cross planted like was that in his yard already because i mean he had to find it at some point i think it got dropped on the ground yeah, i don't remember i don't think it doesn't come up again but then of course naturally like mark said uh, everything explodes so the truck explodes and <laughs> and the racist's face goes flying in the air and lands right at george's feet in his yard yep and that's when he goes like oh my god it's that racist guy i just don't know how the face would separate from the skull in that manner no I mean, maybe the offspring will know. Unless his head was full of. I, I picked up. A All right. Yeah. Thanks, John. What did you say? I said, maybe the offspring would know. Uh, I don't get it. You got to keep him separated. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Don, John, Don, John got Don. it. Fist bump. Fist bump. Fist bump and junior mints. I don't even know music. And I anyway, got that so, uh, so this is crazy for George, who's already had a hell of a day or, you know, past two days, if you will. These kids keep killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the races has got it. So at this point, now we cut back to uh, Nick and his girl, and they're having a um, a conversation about like, oh my God, that racist tow truck guy got killed last it's night. It's on the news, and they're like, uncertain of his cause of death. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? No, now they're a little dubious. They're like, well, that seems very weird and ironic now. He's also, Nick has had a premonition of that death. Like, so in his yes. dreams, he'll see a tow truck hook, some fire across yeah. in a swastika. I made the last one. We didn't see a swastika, but he sees like, a racist getting dragged down a street. It's, <laughs> and he wakes, obscure. he wakes up and he has his whole Richard Dreyfus, you know, sm uh, smearing the mashed potatoes down going, this means something moment. And this girl's like, you're just having a bad nightmare. It's probably stress from the whole incident. Well, or he has me. another vision, right? He looks down and he sees a reflection of a fan in a bowl. And then we get once again, a bunch of random shit, like a fan scissors, an eyeball. It's just like <laughs> a bunch of real rapid clips. It's like your really crappy uncle trying to play Pictionary with you. Yeah. You know, you're just like, you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. What is that? <laughs> that was a fan blade? Yeah. It looks like a teapot. You're bad at drawing. And then he tells his girlfriend, and he's like, I've seen this shit. And she's like, uh, okay. That's an interesting development in our relationship. Uh, and then he cuts over to the MILF. 
pulling in her van with her two kids who are throwing rocks at a fucking, just a poor dude trying to cut the lawn, well, doing his job. Sign. They're throwing rocks at this sign, trying to hit the sign, but there is a guy with a lawnmower right behind it. You yeah. think it's going to get hit with him at any second. Riding mower, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her kids are fucking out of control monsters. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I can see where she learned it from because she shows up <laughs> at her appointment and they're like, hey. I think the MILF is missing the filth of the family. Yeah, I don't really know what you were saying there, but sure. <laughs> Where's the dad? Oh. <laughs> they need to raise these kids better. Um, well, he's in the movie. Like he's listed as filth. he's listed as MILF's husband. There's a character filth. listed as MILF husband. We're losing uh, the thread here. The filth. Father, I want to fuck yeah, or whatever. Better than it means. Dilf, I guess. <laughs> so she walks into this salon and she's like, the soccer game ran late with Dylan and Chase or whatever the fucking stupid kids' names are. And they're like, Oh, well, we're sorry, we could have told you like so and so didn't make it in today because someone got burned alive on their street last <laughs> yeah. night. And she's like, well, could you hook me up? And they're like, we close in 10 minutes. And but she's she like, goes, I got ladies night out for the first time with all my girls and I need a look at this hair. And yeah, like, she shows her hair and I was like, her hair looks fine. Yeah, it's totally gorgeous. Lady. What are you talking about? I was like, just run a fucking comb through it, lady. You're good, man. You look great. You think she you literally are a MILF. Do you think they would have she would have canceled ladies night if she hadn't got that? No, makeover? she would have gone out and fucked whoever looking however she would have looked. I guarantee you she's not missing ladies night because she didn't get her yeah. her roots dyed. She's going to find filth number two. <laughs> <laughs> she can get filthy. So she's the front desk lady is like, all right, whatever. Get back here. Um, and they put her in. Get the over here. <laughs> hey, that's two Mortal Kombat's <laughs> in one episode. <laughs> uh, so then they put her in like the world's worst barber chair because like they, they lift it up and. Yeah, there's only the one chair, apparently. <laughs> yeah. The broken one. Lady, you're sitting in the broken chair because reasons. Which yeah. is underneath a fan that's made of metal blaze. It's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> back and forth and you're just like ooh boy I yeah. wish it was just dark and there's one pull light <laughs> chink and that's how the whole place is it's lit it's lit like a morgue yeah. <laughs> someone's eating an apple for no reason <laughs> but she gets like the most like I don't want to be here I hate my job like like straight out of like high school like esthetician I don't know what do you call like those people hairdresser hairdresser mm -hmm. beautician okay. whatever beautician like okay and she's just like She's like, what could you do? She's like, that's too tight. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> that was my favorite part. And then she raises the chair up and then it falls drastically really fast. And she's like, oh, this fucking chair. It's always been broken. And then it does it again when she's like actually like cutting, cutting hair. her hair. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll move chairs if this happens again. It won't happen. You know, like she's like actually apologetic at that point. But at this point, we're seeing the fan wiggle. We're seeing the lady doing her toenails what? with an exacto knife. That, oh, that was so unnecessary. That didn't need to make me cringe <laughs> like that. But that's the whole point, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's trying to get in between the toenail and the toe and get any grime out of there. Yeah. I was like, I'm just waiting for her toenail to get And we're doing off. extreme close-ups on every possible thing that could go bad. And the front desk girl puts a broom on the edge and it hits a bottle, which goes onto a, a, a tube of lube <laughs> yeah. or something that squirts in the floor. I think it's like, uh, what is it? Hair uh, gel hair or something. Gel, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that fan is oddly silent. Because I'll tell you what unbalanced fans aren't silent. They go clink, 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 and they're oh, very fucking annoying. You would hear it. Yeah. You'd be like, what is that? Oh, God, I need to move. Right. <laughs> this uh, this fan somehow totally in run silent mode. They're shooting that hair gel off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hit it with some of that LA looks. Uh, <laughs> so is there like a corporeal ethereal death that yes. is actually moving around yes. doing all these mousetrap things? Yes. Yeah, because you, you don't ever see it, but you see like shadows and shit. So Or it'll make water move and a totally wrong way that it shouldn't. Why like, doesn't he just like ghost choke these people bro. instead of fucking around with <laughs> all this? Go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> he could 
it is not tremendously hard to kill a human if you have superpowers, right? right. You could give us heart attacks, aneurysms, whatever. He like, unscrewed the thing at the NASCAR <laughs> event. He's got some sort of torque on his ghost Make choke chains. on a little smoky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> a pig in a blanket, if you will. Yeah. Because uh, his deaf dad always told him, if you're going to do a job, you do it right. Right? He puts <laughs> you a convoluted as fuck. Yeah, he puts a little pizzazz in his work, okay? No, he's appreciative uh, of yeah. his legacy of... It's, Mousetrapping people. Right. It's not just the result. It's the journey, Mark. Oh, okay. okay. Let's actually point out real quick, though. This scene, though, is a great example of why these movies work so well. And this is why the people who direct them and the, the cinematographers uh, make these movies so entertaining is these movies are so good at getting you to be stressed out before anything happens. Like when they were doing the toenails, I was sitting there like, going, like my hands were clenched. I was like, oh, God. Like they're so good at showing you every variable that could go wrong and kill you. And pointing out all this potential danger, but you don't actually know how or when or what is going to happen. So I will give these movies tons of credit. I think that's why they're so enjoyable is while you see all these things that could happen, you really don't have a grasp on what is going to be the thing that that triggers what. And they're, they're fantastic at doing that. Back to the expected, unexpected. They kind of try to twist it on you, and all that stuff never actually it's adds up to anything. all a misdirect, which leads me to, like, why is he doing all this if this isn't the sequence of event to kill? Because I think he doesn't control everything. I don't think he expected. Or is death a he? I don't think death expected. They expected. They. Um, they, them pronouns. If you ever see dead like me, a lot I of- I thought Tony Todd was death. No, Tony Todd no, no, is no. just a like spooky connected to death. He just knows death. the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he read the instruction just, manual. Right. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think death expected the kids to run in and slip on the lotion, or sorry, the, the other looks yet. Right. Which caused the fan to fall, uh, which I think it was too early. I think that was meant to happen later. Yeah, so we had to go kid, to plan the kids B. slip, which makes them all turn. And then because they turn, the fan falls and misses them. And they're like, whoo, oh my God, yeah. can you believe we almost died from that? Uh, yeah, I can. Like, y'all are very dangerous. <laughs> also, those kids have a great slip and fall lawsuit. I hope a lawyer got in touch with them. Free free makeovers for a year Easy. minimum. Uh, um, so at this point, she's like, you kids need to get your shit together and stop being so rambunctious. And the, the lady behind the counter is like, you could ship them to military school. What the fuck are they blaming the kids for? The kids didn't do anything. Sure, they ran in, but it's not their fault that Loche, or sorry, Ellie Lux was on the ground and that a fan was a piece of shit hung, like being held by hope and bubblegum. Look, like, if you have a chance to blame a kid for some bullshit, blame a kid for some bullshit. Yeah, it's unfortunate for those kids. So the mom's like, yeah, ha ha, you know, whatever. She signs. Obviously, she leaves a $0 tip. Uh, we don't know that, but I bet she did. I bet she definitely left a cheap tip. Oh, 100%. She didn't tip at all. Yeah, that's what She's I... She's one of them people. She put a, just a slash through, too. So uh, was it like a reservoir? Non-tippers are the people that I will discriminate against. You tip those people. You have to literally spit in my face for me to not to leave a tip it's for you. True. Yeah. It's you true. may get a dollar if you're a shitty fucking server, but like you'll get something from me. There are people that never worked for tips in their lives. They're the sh people that don't understand. I don't even remember the the anti-tip argument from Reservoir Dogs, but I'm sure that person had a, uh, a reason. Jesus Christ, I mean, these ladies aren't starving to death. They make minimum wage. And I used to work minimum wage, and when I did, I wasn't lucky enough to have a job that society deemed tip-worthy. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. Well, Madonna's <laughs> dick in one ear. You know how it goes. Toby Wong, Toby Chan, Toby, whatever. Anyway, Resident <laughs> Evil, or Resident, Resident Dogs. Resident Reservoir. Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 
So she's leaving and she's like, all right, you kids, come on. I got my eye on you. She turns to face outside. The lawnmower across the street hits one of the rocks that the kids were throwing. It shoots it across the street, blows through her eyeball, blows out the back of her head. And all you hear is kids in the front desk lady screaming their heads off. Boom. She's dead. Milf out of the picture. While I'm sure it is physically possible for that to happen, I am 7 million percent sure that is why they put guards around the blades so that rocks don't just get shot off into the fucking every time you're mowing a lawn you're just not like machine gunning your neighbors yeah the well, amount even, of, even with those you can still kick rocks around i have plenty of scars on well, my legs from doing yard work short though right they're not shooting across like 500 yards maybe it skipped like a stone across water <laughs> it hit a hood I don't know. Anyway, regardless, she gets a rock to the eye and the kids are now orphans. And like PTSD to the max because they were 50 feet from not even they're five feet from their mom just getting fucking brained. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Well done effect, too. I mean, like, I was impressed by that and uh, it did make me like jump. It was well done. Now we cut back to Nick and his girlfriend. What is her name? Nora. Nick and Nora. Wait, is that a, that's something that's a else? Movie, that's yeah. something else. Lori. Nick and Lori, they see that she's died. And they're like, oh my God, baby, there's a pattern here. Immediately, Nick goes, I know how to stop this. It's going to the list. We can stop this. And I'm like, how do these characters, this is my biggest complaint with Final Destination, is out of nowhere, people with premonitions are like, oh, it's a pattern. Death is trying to kill us in order. We can stop this. I know what to do. It's like, you know nothing. John Snow. You know know nothing of what the fuck this is. Until you talk to Tony Todd and he explains it to you, you're just a moron who had a fucking premonition. And yes, guess what? It's very uncanny. It keeps repeating itself. But you don't know that this is a death plan to go through the the books. And two is not a pattern, right? You don't know yet. Maybe you could figure it out, but like not off of two. So is it always the same with these? They figure out, oh, if we save somebody, we'll skip the record or whatever? Sort of. There's variations on it, but yes. In the first movie, they think they can beat it. The second one, they think, that's when they kind of figure out like, oh, it skips. Like, that's one of the big, like, like well, we, we do it this way. And they're like, oh, my God, it doesn't matter. It'll loop back around, blah, blah, blah. And, like, one touches on that a little bit. But two really gets into the whole, like, you can't escape the pattern. It, mm-hmm. It'll change, but it's always the same. Mm-hmm. And three's, like, they think they found a way to stop it or something haven't. like that. But and you kind of find out, it's like, oh, you, you thought you did it. But whammo, surprise, surprise, you yeah. can't beat death. I never seen five, but spoiler for Final Destinations one through four, they all die every time. Oh, <laughs> you ruined it. You blew it. Uh, except for Clearwater or whatever the fuck her name is. But then they get her in number two. So <laughs> Rivers Cuomo. Uh, um, so then they go to the racetrack because he's like, I need to. F- See I the need race. to look at the crime scene to remember the pattern of who dies. Also, they did talk to Hunt and Janet, and um, they're all like, hey, we think it's a pattern. Both of them are like, fuck you. You're an idiot. Yeah. So, so ridiculous. Dismissive out the gate again. Hunt's like, I'm gonna go get laid. Janet, whatever the fuck her name is, storms off because she doesn't want to hear this. She's a head in the sand type person. And then Hunt's like, I'm fucking going to go get laid. Obviously not by her. So Hunt, big time asshole. But then he, I think they were secretly fucking. Then he tried. Well, we, we, then we, he tries to cover and he's like, if I see Janet, I will check in on her. It's like, no, you won't. You sure won't, you dick. You won't. Uh, and then uh, our intrepid explorers go to the racetrack. And the racetrack. Go into the races. <laughs> even though it is a site of a huge disaster, totally easy to break into. Well, and the security guard's still like walking around, yeah, like securing the, it. He's the only one. There's no other, there's no like crime scene tape. 
I'm sure the owner was like, hey, George, we don't need you today. Yeah. Stay at home. Like, George, knowing that apparently the real police suck and don't got it, show up. Uh, so he gets busted, and, and they tell George, they're like, look, here's what I think's happening. And George is like, that is definitely plausible. Let's go look at the CCTV <laughs> He's on tape. board immediately. <laughs> and he shows them all the tape of the death. Like, yeah. he shows, like, go up to the security footage, and they just sit there watching. They're like, aha, it's you who are next to die. And because they've never used a VCR before, they don't bother pausing, rewinding, fast-forwarding. They just watch it in real time, and they're like... It's in the vault. <laughs> um, you know, we've never seen in these movies. Someone try to profit off these disasters. Oh. Like someone like sell us is like a faces of death tape. And that actually puts them in the mix or something like that. Ooh. There could be some cool like variations on this storyline. Maybe with that's this. on six. The first responder. Oh, shit. Yeah. Body cam footage. Oh, shit. So they find out the mechanic is up next. And they're like, all right, let's go save the mechanic's life. The security guard, Nick and Nora. Uh, Nick and um, Lori. 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 It's not fair that Lori sounds so close to Nora. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they all rush over to save the mechanic. And now we cut to the mechanic shop and... Per Final Destination tradition, a bunch of weird shit's happening. And it's a badass custom like yeah, shop. Like cool. they're doing like custom hot rods and like jacked up trucks and stuff. It's it's a it's a legit hardcore business. And I don't remember all the creepy shit that's going on. A creepy. lot of Mr. X. Yeah. Oh, is this gonna fall? Is this whatever? They all get there and they're like, Look, we think you're gonna die. And not in the long term, but we mean immediately. Oh, yeah, because remember she she knocks the uh, the thing holding up the truck and it almost falls yeah. on him. And he rolls out. And he's like, "What asshole almost killed me?" And they're like, "Hey, man, they're like, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "We got to talk to you. We think people are dying. We think you're next on the list." He doesn't go, "You're crazy. Get the fuck." He's like, "Look, I'm at work right now. I can't discuss this. I'm trying to get over my girlfriend's death." And his boss is like, "Hey, take it outside, Pete." And he's like, "Okay, fine." Then he goes out there. He doesn't still question this. He's like, look, if I was going to die, I would have died by now. Look, I get it. I believe you. There's a list where, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not it. You know, like, I'm good. And at this point, uh, one of the giant vans breaks loose, falls off one of the ramps and starts barreling towards this guy. And he's standing in front of a, a chain. Well, it looks like a chain link fence. But what it is, it's like quarter inch steel slats to look like um, a chain link fence like kind of graded or something like that. Also, apparently is sharpened to a very fine, sharp point. That's uh, you, you yeah. have to have your fences razor sharp. It's just science. And this van's barreling at him and it almost hits him, but it stops like a foot away. And he's like, whoo, thank goodness. See, if I was going to die, that would have got me, but I'm good. And then I guess something happened. Oh, something. A wrench falls and hits a like a propane tank. Well, death knocks that spit cup off. Remember, um, death like is. starts the engine that knocks the spit cup off, which makes the fire, which then hits the propane tank, which then shoots out the garage, hits the mechanic in the chest and knocks him so hard into the fence that it dices him up like little cheese cubes. And so they're like, oh, OK, let's leave. How'd they go? Ah, because <laughs> um, obviously nobody wants to talk to them, uh, so they can just leave this now. They, these three people have now seen a number of individuals die and are just connect to a scene they were at. Right. Uh, they go back to his apartment and he has a water premonition because they know Hunt and Janet are next. So they're like, OK, well, they think they think. Yes. Uh, and so they're like, all right, let's call Hunt and Janet and tell them stay away from water. Um, and of course they can't because cell phones are a piece of shit in horror movies. Of, well, they try, right? So then the movie cuts and now a lot of things are happening all at once, right? So we can start with Hunt. We cut to Hunt and he's having sex, not with uh, 
Janet, but with a, a really beautiful blonde girl at the pool, the public pool. The pub, yes. Well, it's not public. It's like a, a, a country a, club. A, a country club. Okay. okay. In a cabana, a cloth cabana, fucking two feet away from other people just chilling and also kids walking around. Hey, look. Have you ever been a member of a country club? <laughs> Maybe they just have sex tents lining the streets. Have I ever fucked at a country club? Yes. Have I ever been a member? No. Okay. okay. You're missing out on your perks. So he's just straight up boning and mwah, chef's kiss. Great sex scene until he opens his fucking stupid mouth. We already talked about that. We won't need to rehash it. But guys, seriously, keep your dumb mouth shut during sex. Just make cool grunting noises and that's it. Yeah. Don't ask him if you want to play Donkey Punch. That's two thousand. Was that down. a game he was playing on his phone, or was he actually asking no, her he to just play that game? That on her phone. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Oh, I finished four minutes ago." <laughs> and she's like, "Wait, I'm not done. Wait, I'm not done." And he's like, "Too bad, already gone." Yeah. Well, he wasn't even done. She, she, she was like, "Don't stop yet." And he was just like, "Finished four minutes ago, yeah. deuces." I was like, "You fucking prick, man!" Uh, like, you got mouth and a fingers. Finish the job, you lazy fuck. So she storms off, and then he leaves, and he's playing on his phone. Um, and some kid just shoots his phone like from within the pool with a water gun, just psh, uh, and ruins his phone. Um, and Hunt acts like a very tactful adult and steals the kid's gun, pops his little floaty and pushes him into the water. <laughs> and throws the gun over the area that's like transformer or whatever controls the water pump. Yeah. And it lands over there and uh, it hits a it hits a lever that start draining the pool. Right. And then it short circuits for whatever reason and yeah. I guess that's now just death, baby. Now the pool is slowly draining itself and nobody's noticing. Apparently not. Uh slowly draining, but in a way that basically is hard enough to do what it does in a minute. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Also, when you look at that lever, you can see it's the kind of you have to squeeze and then push <laughs> down. You can't you don't just push it down. I think I think death was squeezing but it for That's him. probably what happened. Hunt goes and sits on a lawn chair and just kind of props his arm up on it and just kind of starts staring around. Yeah. Like he's sitting in this weird seductive, like do hot people do this? Just like pick random places to like get half naked and just sit and pose. Well, maybe he was sunning himself or he he was in a weird unrelaxed pose. He was kind of like, paint me like your French girls, Jack. (laughs) I was like, dude, do, is this what you do? I guess he's looking for his next As a garbage heap of a man, (laughs) I just wanted to know, is this something that happens? Because if I do get in shape at some point, I need to know if I need to get half naked and just start posing. Yes, yeah, so you pose like Jeff Goldblum shirtless. Oh. Yeah. And then women. I've got just, so much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> women, men, whatever you're interested in, just come to you. Even if you. you're not interested, yeah. they just flock to you. They, it's like a moth to a flame. Uh, <laughs> he also didn't have a phone to browse anymore. Yeah. So instead, he's playing with his coin. Um, but it cuts now to Janet. Now, Janet has gone to the mall, maybe. Where no, did no, she, go? she was she was leaving something and a bird, bird shit shits. on her car. Right, um, and this was like a flock of birds. I can only guess because it is one, a one bird, one poop. It's a substantial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One you, person, one vote. You think that this was? It must have been like a fucking eagle then, because this is a substantial amount of bird shit. Well, let's uh, the poop could it's have Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> she could have gone to the gas station and squeegeed the poop off. Sure. But but if but these are words that are coming when out an of ostrich now. shits on your windshield, you're surprised because she then just tries to use you know her windshield wipers and it's just like slathering her fucking windshield in bird shit. But instead, she's gonna take it through the thirty seven dollar wash. It was a dollar. It was like eight fifty or some shit. I don't remember. But uh, she the golden age of car washes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so she, affordable. She goes through this car wash and she drops a coin. 
which was important because one of the ridiculous visions that drop Nick a coin had to your Witcher <laughs> is that they whoever died was going to drop a coin. So she drops a coin. She's oh, like, was that part of the premonition? Yeah. Oh. You both Hunt and Janet drop coins. Janet okay. drops hers right now when paying for the... <laughs> what a stupid premonition. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I see somebody using diesel instead of unleaded. <laughs> uh, well, Janet drops hers while paying for the car wash, and Hunt drops his later. We'll get to it. Uh, so then it cuts back to Nick, George, and... Uh, Lori. Lori, and they split up, right? Uh, Nick is going to go try and save Hunt, and Lori and George are going to try and save uh, Janet. Yep. So they're driving around and Lori does get in touch with Janet and Janet's like, I can't hear you. I'm in a 2010 cell phone. <laughs> I'm um, going into the car wash. There's no cell reception in here yeah. because reasons. I, what, what? I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's like, stay away from water. And Janet's like, I don't understand. That's gibberish. <laughs> um, what is this water you speak yeah. of? Yeah. So she hangs up, and then Janet's like, yeah, or sorry, Lori asked George, like, is there a car wash? And George is like, of course, there's only one in this city. So I know exactly where <laughs> well, she, she is. Well, she says there's a car wash close by. And he's like, yes, there is. Also, Janet has a malfunctioning uh, sunroof. Right. Which God. And she yells, custom piece of shit. And I was like, do you need to get a custom sunroof? No. Well, maybe her car didn't come with one, but she wanted one. Maybe. It's aftermarket. Well, it must be nice to have that kind of fucking like Ford sunroof money. Well, you'd think mm. that, but look at the piece of shit this sunroof is. <laughs> yeah. and this is like a, an Alibaba sunroof. <laughs> uh, so she goes in and now the car wash starts losing its fucking mind, right? So there's apparently a broom just left there. Uh, for no reason, that gets knocked over and hits the fuse box, which opens up the door, letting water get in. Well, we, we didn't see the night before where Death shows up in a janitor's outfit <laughs> with the brooms, like, I'm here to clean. <laughs> sweep, 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 leave, and runs out the door. Uh, that's true. Okay, fair. Mm -hmm. We missed that part, the preamble, uh, which then causes, obviously, a bunch of sparks, but doesn't cause the power to go out, of course, but it just causes the rollers to stop rolling. Mm -hmm. So now her sunroof is open and her car is filling up with water. Yeah, a pipe bursts above her car. Oh, right. So like it's filling up with water. So you think, oh no, Janet's going to get drowned inside her Suburban. So she tries, she does try the obvious things. You're probably thinking, why doesn't she just drive out? Great question. For some reason, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, her tires her just tires spin. are like locked into the track. Yeah, but that is definitely not how those things work. Well, uh, this is this isn't your <laughs> insta. This is your grandmother's car wash. Uh, it's not your insta wash at okay. the Seven Eleven. This is a full-on car wash. That's what they do, right? Got like, it. The thing is, is like, where are all the attendants? Great Where are question. the people that work at this They're place? They're playing Turtles in Time. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing Donkey Punch. I like movies. <laughs> uh, and then she tries to open her door, but of course, death isn't going to let that happen. So they're all locked and don't open. So now she's regretting that she bought the waterproofing for her car because her car is just filling up with water and it mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. leaking out anywhere. Yeah, it wouldn't seep out the doors? Everywhere. It would just seep Shh, out everywhere. Don't question it. Um, <laughs> cars are not designed to fill up like a fucking uh, fish tank. Look, I, I mean, if, if death is going to get this intricate of this mousetrap, yeah. and I want to see him the night before, like I said, putting on the janitor outfits, yeah. going up to uh, Janet's car and putting it. sealant all yes. on the doors. He's over <laughs> cocking everything. Like, uh, really go for it, death. You, you gotta, gotta have go a hobby. 
so yes, it's filling up and you think it's almost to the roof now. Like she's, she's got her mouth up to the hole of like, oh man, I've got to get, I've got to get air. And it opens up just enough to where she can get her head out of it. She's going to climb yeah, she out like of pulls it. Pulls it. She's trying to op- like manually open it, but she bought the industrial sunroof. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't open it for some reason. You know, she actually broke that during that scene. Like she, she legitimately broke it and they kept that in the, the 100% movie. believe it because sunroofs are not that hard to tear open. <laughs> um, but so yeah, she gets her head up. John's just ripping cars <laughs> apart in his spare time. Uh, she gets her head up and now the wheels start moving again. Uh, so that she can get near bristles that are fucking going. Well, the crazy. window closes a little bit on her neck, so oh, right. it's like so it's she can't go back neck, down. She's she's neck locked, and I thought she was, was going to get decapitated. I, I thought too. so too, but this was the goofiest looking scene of the movie. You just have like a car with a little human head on top going no. It's a pretty funny visual, <laughs> and it's coming for the roof part of the car wash. So these spinning bristles, and it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, the one that cleans your your yeah. hood and your windshield. The, the whack 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 whack. Mildly uncomfortable, because <laughs> these things are not going to kill anybody. But instead, Lori, it may lash up your face a little bit. It would hurt. Look, it's not going to be a pleasant experience. You ain't going to be pretty no more. You're not going to die from it. Uh, but uh, Lori and George swoop in the other end of the car wash with their car with their car and block her just in time and sort of push her backwards they save janet so we broke the sequence everything's okay now yes they think we did it we we saved one of them so that's got to be because they didn't know which one it was hunt or janet right so um janet's safe so they think okay now let's just hope that hunt's okay and we'll, we'll go from there and see what happens so Janet gets out and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I almost got car washed. <laughs> and then um, now we cut back to Hunt, who's still posing, looking all hot and shit. Like, like this is what I do now. Mm-hmm. God, I got to get in shape. And then um, he's flipping his Harvey Dent coin. And then sure enough, he's bad at it. It falls and it rolls into the pool. And then we see it float to the bottom of the pool. Also, we see a floating Band-Aid in the pool, which I thought was a nice gross touch. Mm, yuck. And so he's going to dive into the pool now and get his coin. And he goes into the bottom of the pool. And as he sees it, he's like, oh, hey, it's next to that giant open drain that things are getting sucked into. I'll go check that out. And he does. And somehow he gets turned around and (laughs) his butt... (laughs) His glutinous maximus gets sucked down onto the uh, the drain. And now his butt is stuck to the bottom of the pool drain. Which I don't think that force would keep him glued to the floor. Not if you use your hands or arms, but he had both of them just sticking in the air like, I guess this is how I live now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm a water boy. Like, I oh. live down here. This is me now. <laughs> it hurts so good. I don't want it to stop. <laughs> He's down there for like 20 minutes. Look, uh, he finished four minutes ago, guys. Yeah. How did he not drown? That's a good question. he was down there forever. Right, because Nick then shows up and he's like, Hunt, Hunt, I guess Hunt's not here. And I guess Nick's a member of the country club? Yeah, he, he just walks, walks right, right in. Got a, he's got a guest pass. Yeah. Okay. And he's looking around for See, Hunt. I'm with Hunt. They're like, oh, he's fucking in a, a cabana over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As he's looking for Hunt and he can't find him, the pool pump just explodes into a geyser of blood. Well, you're skipping like a lot of the awesome buildup, but yeah, so you start to see his back and his chest get sucked in and All he's right, starting like fair. to decompress on himself. The, the like his ass was on a crack in space. <laughs> yes. Like the, the baby alien from Alien Resurrection. He's getting yeah. sucked through the fucking decompression hole. Um, but yes, he gets sucked into the drain tube inside out. The the pump that you were describing blows up and shoots blood spray everywhere and chunks of his body. Which, Assuming his intestines. Very you gross. know what? You know what? Nobody ever fucking talks about Hunt dying for the rest of the movie. Oh, that's right. We don't even say, man, sure sucks Hunt died. 
Well, nothing. They were like, fucking hunt. If any one of us had to go, glad it was him. Yeah. So they're like, oh, I sh-. didn't realize that, but I don't, I think you're right. Yeah. No one like, mentions it. What great friends. They're like, you let's go to the, the mall and watch a movie. Right, <laughs> now let's go watch a fucking movie because I have nothing better to do with my time. Should we more and hunt? Nah. Um, really, really solid point, Mark. I didn't notice that either. So they think they've beaten the, the, the game here. Well, not now. But yes, but they're like, oh wait, shit, that hunt died. So who's next? Well, they think it's they think it. Who did skip? Who's next? They think George because they're like, well, George was next to die in the premonition, so we oh, need right. to go get George. The last thing we heard of George is he was like, hey, um, I've made peace. If I die, I die. No big deal. But they're like, oh shit, we didn't stop it. George is next. Let's go talk to him. They go to George's house. He is hanging by a noose from the ceiling, and they walk in. They're like, oh George, oh we're too late. We should have done something. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> they get him down and he's like, I've been trying to kill myself for four hours. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? And this is the first time this has ever happened. He's immortal. He apparently. becomes immortal. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Like the first time I saw this movie, I was like, the game has changed. I yeah. did want to know if it's like, oh, if you're on the list, you can be fucking Groundhog's Day attempt killing yourself. No. He's like, I tried to kill myself with a car. I hanged myself. I ate this I whole sh- bottle of pills. Yeah. I had this whole bottle of Jack. You're just like, what the shit, dude? And they're like, oh, well, I guess since you can't die, the only logical conclusion is curse is over. Uh, so curse is broken, people. So they're like, bust out the champagne. Uh, and they do. They yeah. drink in celebration. And he's all like, I guess I'll live my life to the fullest now. <laughs> and I'm like, you have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a reformed man. And I'm like, and mm. this is because they saved Janet from the car wash. Right. Yes. They That's think when they, they decide that that is what's happened. Right. They're like, even though Hunt died, he was a dick. So we're going to discredit him and say, <laughs> yeah. because we saved Janet, everything's fine now. But then the TV like magically turns on and the news reports like, Word has got out that the cowboy from the racetrack is feeling better and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what the fuck? He's still around? And Nick goes, oh, my God, he was next in line. I totally didn't even think about it. So they're like, well, we got to get to the hospital. George and Nick have got to get to the hospital to see what's going on with this cowboy. Lori and Janet. Well, Janet's not answering her phone or something. so. So Lori's like, I'll go get with her. And they end up going to the mall. Love lays die in 3D. That's yeah. they're gonna go see. Oh, okay, yeah. So so Janet and Lori don't know about the sequential skip. Right. Fuck up. Yes. So they're off at the mall, trotting around, having a day at the mall, not been, morning hunt. Because Janet thinks we're going on a trip. Me and Nick are going on a trip because you know, like we broke the sequence. We're all gonna live happily ever after. Let's take a vacation. That's I think it's exactly at the end happens. where they're going to go to Amsterdam, right? Well, that yeah, that they're planning on it. They go to the mall to get stuff for that trip because they think once the George thing happens, like George's like I'm invincible. They think it's resolved. Then you're right. They they leave because she's like I'm going to go meet up Janet and we're going to go to the mall. And they're like okay, cool. And that's when uh, George and Nick are like oh shit, the cowboy's alive. They go to the hospital to see if the cowboy is. What's up with that? They, what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah. They so, go there. The cowboy gets crushed by a giant bathtub. The dumbest kill in the whole movie. And it, a lot of these. <laughs> Come on, dude. The little <laughs> old man in the swing going, hey, hell. Oh, you mean the old hell. man that's like, I killed plenty of your <laughs> yeah. people in Korea. I was like, whoa. I thought he was going to die because, yeah, that was un, just unrepented racism. But There's an old patient upstairs that is about to, about to have his treatment where he's lowered and his submerged soak. into a bath. Uh, and yeah, and there's like a Korean dude who's his nurse. He's like, I killed so many of you back in the day. He's like, that's weird to say. And like leaves, but doesn't turn the water off. Right. I would have loved if he turned around and was like, you're in my world now, grandma. You <laughs> no, see the badge, you will go to sleep or I'll put you to sleep. No nurse is going to be like, okay, well, you just hang there. When he left, the tub 
Bob was already at max <laughs> capacity. Yes. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. So the water starts going over the edges. One, also, just I'm now. I'm a lot of things. I'm not an architect and they didn't teach me this in usher school, but I don't think you put heavy ass tubs on the third floor or whatever. I think it's a first floor activity. Yeah. Okay. But let me break it down real quick. As someone who has lived on the second floor and flooded their bathroom because they fell asleep in a bathtub drunk. Yeah. They don't fall to the floor. Now, over extended periods of time of rotted wood and stuff like that, yes, that could happen. This tub is also the size of like a small pool. Though. Yes, it is. It is. It definitely weight is not ideal, but I feel like hospitals are designed to have reinforced floors due to the weight of beds, other issues. I don't think they're going to put that in there without knowing like, hey, this needs to go in a place that can handle this. So ton of water starts pouring over. Hospitals, no lawsuits. You'd think. Uh, Way more water than is coming out of that spigot starts flooding over the sides and starts dripping on the cowboy. And the cowboy's like, okay. So now we know. And he's in bed like bandaged up. Like he can't move. So he's watching the the ceiling kind of like give way. And he's like, what the fuck? This is the part that pisses me off. Even more so than the flooding doesn't make any sense. We know the cowboy is directly under the tub. The cowboy then rolls off of the bed drags himself a little bit to the left, and then the tub falls and crushes him. I think he thinks he's under the tub. I think he sees the ceiling. He's like, oh my God, I got to get out of here because he thinks it's going to fall on him. But by getting out of the bed, he actually puts himself directly under the path of the tub. But we can see from, the, if, we, if we look at the forensic evidence. <laughs> Back and to the left. Back hey, and to the left. From, hey, John, here's yeah. your pick. Get to nitpicking. <laughs> we can see from the outline of where the tub is from the drips that fall on him. Uh, so anyway, point being is I hate this kill. You got to respect the drip. Okay, yeah. that's all I'm saying. And it's the only thing in this movie that I really did not like. The rest of it, I was like, all right, this is fine. So George and Nick walk in just in time to see the cowboy get crushed by the giant bathtub. And they're like, oh, me, oh, my. We got to get out of here. We got to go find Janet and Lori. Let's go to the mall. Now, let me ask you a question. This kill. I hate this part of the movie this so This kill much. is a repeat of movie one. Is there always someone step off a curb hit by a bus? Slash ambulance, slash something. Don't think every movie, but this is definitely very they, similar to the first one. George gets hit by a fucking speeding ambulance. <laughs> ambulance is going 85. In the hospital. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Okay. These guys should be slowly going through their parking yeah. lot of place of work. He goes, well, that's weird. I just had deja vu. My wife says the deja vu is splat. He gets hit. <laughs> Screech. The thing is, though, is at that point, Nick walks to the front, looks down and goes, oh, my God, he's a puddle. No one else is around the scene. No driver. No one's screaming. You hear hear nothing at all other than him look away like, I have to go. There's no (laughs) reaction of anybody or anything because he's the only one that exists in this moment. And he's like, yes, I got to go to the mall and rescue the girls. At this point, we get the most convoluted bullshit scene. And let me just burn through it real quick. The girls are going to watch a movie to take their minds off of things. I think it's called Till Death Do Us Part. No, it's Love Lays Dying 3D. What is it? Love Lays Dying 3D. Okay. But it's actually Rennie Harlan's Long Kiss Goodnight from 1996. So basically, they just Hmm. use clip of like real movies to like make Lovelace dying uh, for the screen. They didn't actually film that shit themselves. That's just clips from other fucking movies. Well, they don't have other movie budget for this movie. You know, (laughs) they had enough explosions. They could have (laughs) recycled a different camera angle or something. But yeah, so the girls are seeing a movie at this point. Janet is like hearing and seeing things that are reminiscent of the um, the same things that happened at the very beginning of the NASCAR scene. And she's starting to catch on. It's Lori. Lori. I'm sorry. Janet is like, 
uh, everything you're saying is bullshit and everything's fine and nothing that you're saying is told makes any sense and I'm just going to continue to ignore everything you say. Uh, She's even like, the only problem I have is my friend won't shut up and let me watch this movie yeah, and like I was like, whoa. Fucking dick, man. If I were a lawyer, I'd be like, all right, well, you know what? How about you go fuck yourself? Enjoy the explosion that's about to rip your face off because I'm leaving. <laughs> and the explosion is basically happening behind the scenes, Rube Goldberg style. And what it's going to do is it's going to explode behind the movie theater and shoot nails into both of them and kill them. Well, they took 13 minutes to set this up. I know. It's so it's like, oh fucking long. Like, and hey. Nick's like almost there and he runs into a theater, but it's not the right theater. And he's like, Janet, Lori, are you in here? I was like, shut up, old man. Well, it starts <laughs> off with one of those worker whistles that goes, Woo! Yeah. Lunchtime, fellas. Guy doing his nail gun, chunka, 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 and he's out of nails, but keeps doing it anyway. Chunka, chunka, chunka. Yep. Ah, it's jammed. Sets his down, goes to his tin, opens it up, gets his sandwich, walks outside, and then we get all the like the paint thinners and thing that are just have a little tarp draped over it with a fan going on behind it. It's like, yeah. oh my god. Who it's, works at this place? So it's this huge thing to basically show the explosion. And then um, Nick runs in and is like, guys, you got three seconds. Are you in here? And it's like, no. The explosion happens because they're in another theater next to him. And then explosion happens and Lori and Janet get killed. And oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. This was another premonition that Nick had at the fucking goddamn hospital right before George gets hit by the ambulance. So he snaps out of it. And he's like, well, that was a crazy premonition. Bam, George gets hit. He's and like, he George, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he immediately is like, well, now I have to go to the mall because I know what's going to happen. So was he standing in the street having this premonition? I want to say yeah. maybe close to the curb, but yeah, in the street pretty much. Wow. And I, that ambulance was like, I'm not slowing down. <laughs> I did I did like that Love's Lay Dying was such a popular film that it was showing on 32 theater screens <laughs> yes. in this movie. Yes. Yeah, that's Death's Doing, I think. I yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's death work right there. But he knows what's the premonition. He knows exact theater now where to go. But yep. rather than go take them out of the theater and run off, he's like, I'm going to stop the source of the explosion. So ridiculous. I mean, there's like a million better ways that he could have handled this, but uh, in pure Nick fashion. Here's one. Walk into the theater. Lights on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am a fire uh, detective, yeah. whatever they're called. I'm but sure there's a better name. Pull the fire alarm. Yeah. yeah. Yell fire. Anything. Well, did he try to pull the alarm? Only later when he's in the construction area. Oh, right. Yeah. So he should have walked in and cleared the theater and be like, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be some structural issues going on. We need you out of yeah. this theater right Hi, now. Hi, my name's Nick. I have a bomb. I need you to leave. Oh, well, you know? So overconfident in his ability to stop this from happening, even though so far he has successfully saved zero people. <laughs> right. It's so annoying because honestly, like I said, the premonition scene that led up to this, it's it's played out as if it's the real movie yeah. happening. So, but it is like a 13 minute red herring. Like, I gotcha. It hasn't happened yet. I was so pissed off. I was like, I did not need to see 13 minutes of bullshit just to find out that that's actually not happening. Well, they had to show you that because otherwise the whole last 45 minutes of the movie, nobody would have died. Yeah, but still, it's just, so then he goes and he's like, well, I'll, as you said, I'll stop the source of it instead of just resolving the issue here. So he goes in the back area, the nail gun falls, fires itself like Ugh. five times, shoots his hand into a pillar. So the nail, it's nailed his <laughs> arm to a pillar and he's like, whoa, whoa, what? I really I, thought he was going to rip his arm off the nail. Too. I thought so too. Why wouldn't you? I would have respected this movie so much more if they had just shown a ghost pick up the nail gun and shoot him. Because 
because <laughs> nail guns are specifically designed to not do what that one did. Yes. That is like the exact. Isn't there a safety release yeah. that you have to yes. hold down to shoot it? It's, it's basically lethal weapon to nail gun is what yeah. this thing is. It's like, that is exact, the exact kind of thing nail guns are designed to not do, which is just go off wildly if you drop it. <laughs> Well, anyway, he gets nailed to the wall and he's like, so on, on his left, he has a giant tubs. I'm not sorry. What a, barrels barrels. God yeah. damn. I couldn't think of, of the like word. some sort of flammable, a flammable, like paint thinner or something like that. And on the other side of him is a stack of rags <laughs> and they catch on fire. Now the nail gun shoots a nail into one of the barrels. So now it's got a little tiny trail, like working its way over to the fire. Uh Oh, the fire catches the little trail of like, paint thinner it's slowly working its way and he's just like stuck in between it looking left and right like what do i do instead of anything like legit he takes a stick that's on fire and slowly pulls it up to the fire um well it's like a 12 foot piece of wood yeah it's right? like, a, like a piece of like um like you can see it bending under its own yeah. weight as he lifts it up yeah like it's, a plank yeah yeah it's ridiculous and he puts it up next to the fire extinguisher and it turns on and sure enough that water which once you catch that kind of paint thinner shit on fire it, water won't put it out no and it was already on the barrel so like it's, it's already burning inside that barrel that shit would have blown it's why they don't store barrels of flammable material inside malls yes <laughs> so anyway he he hits that just in time the water puts it out somehow he gets off the nail wall i don't know if they showed that or no not. i assume someone found him like old timmy came back from his sandwich break and was like oh kid what happened to you you know? get the nail or the or, hammer. He, yeah. yeah, the important thing to note is there is apparently no damage to his arm or his ability to use his hands. He's got a cast or, on. Yeah, but he, he's totally fine. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, did we miss, was it in the premonition where um, Janet gets uh, sucked into the escalator? During the premonition, Nick shows up in time to get Lori out of there mm -hmm, and right. Janet's like, fuck you guys, I'm watching the movie and puts her 3D glasses on, which is... And then she gets blown in bits, yeah. There's something about 3D movie and the 3D movie that we're doing like some sort of 3D shit inception meta. It's a shit. meta, yeah, 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 meta yeah. joke. She gets killed, everything starts going to shit and blowing up and as they go down the escalator, it rips itself open and she starts getting grinded up by the gears of the escalator. Yes, Why she is... Why use an escalator in this situation? There are regular stairs probably right next to it if there's like any mall that's ever been designed. Right. <laughs> or when they fucking like blow walk up the stairs yeah you know like the escalator wasn't moving like it blew out from under and then she was just dangling there while the gears were still like churning below her and i i gotta admit this was amazing because it catches her shoelace and kind of pulls her down then her foot gets caught in it and you think it's stuck and i love when people's feet get crushed in movies and mm. they immediately like puke up blood like, uh, it's not moving up your body that fast, but okay. Um, and then it sucks her in and it just grinds her to bits and he's just watching it happen. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I thought he was going to pull half of her up because he kept pulling on her while she was the getting The arm churned. released or yeah. something like that. But Did you guys pull any uh, references to Titanic only in reverse here? Instead of Jack on the plank of wood, it's the, the gal. <laughs> <laughs> hanging off. <laughs> I, I did not, but now I do. Yeah. Oh man. Nice. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was in the premonition. I want to mention that kill. Cause that was one of the most gory, yeah. awesome kills in the movie. Well, they did also nod to it when her shoelace gets stuck in the elevator escalator going up to the movie yeah. to begin yeah. with. And she's like freaking out, which I totally understand. But if you were that afraid, why not just take your foot out of your shoe? Take your shoe immediately. off. Immediately. Yeah. Like immediately take it off. 
Uh, anyway. Yeah, she did, did not think of that. It doesn't happen anyway. It, did, it was all part of the dream sequence. Yep. So we cut again after he saves the movie theater, people. They cut to a coffee shop, and they're having coffee. And I don't know if they're in Amsterdam or if they're still in town and they haven't left yet or whatever. No, I think but. they're still, they're back at death by coffee. They're like, okay. That's like their haunt, I guess. Because I would go to a place called death by coffee after that. Oh, for sure. But um, they're in there. And then the, uh, a homeless guy from earlier is like, hey, aren't you the guy that saved all those people in that? that uh movie theater fire and he's like yeah yeah i was he's like you did a good deed my dude and then like he's like huh thanks and they go sit down and they're having a conversation and they're like we're gonna go travel we're gonna take a trip it's so fun and free to be happy and alive and then he's like wait a minute what if we're exactly where death wanted us to be all along and then it's a usual suspect scene where they're looking at all the things around the room and piecing it together he sees like something scratched on the table he's like oh no like before it's (laughs) he lifts up his cup and says kobayashi on it right (laughs) yeah it had like before it was like oh all will happen or some shit and it was like scratched out and some new phrase was there and he's like we're gonna get hit by a bus and a fucking bus just comes barreling through and kills them all but we see it's a a Semi truck. It's a semi truck from the construction outside. Basically, barrels and hits them, and we see it uh, as you were going to say in the 3D effect oh, that we saw right. in the the hey, opening trailer. As they're going to the coffee shop. He's like, "Hey, buddy, this isn't safe." Like he pushes on the scaffolding, and there's like a, a yeah. missing bolt or something. He's like, "Thanks, kid. We'll get that fixed." And they, he goes to the <laughs> Thanks, coffee mister. shop. Yeah, and sure enough, that thing breaks and hits a truck and barrels into him and kills him. Man, kills cars. Him. I'm going to tell you, if I were in the Final Destination universe, I would invent brakes. Mm-hmm. particularly parking brakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would save a lot of lives. I would just not be around machinery I because know. it will all fail as yeah. death's hand. Just become Amish. Yeah. Done and done. Yeah. You know what one trope I'm really tired of though? I'm really tired of the like, oh, we made it. Oh, did we make it? And the, like, I'm tired of that in these movies. Every one of these. I don't, yeah, need, I don't need a five or six minute outro where it's all like, oh, thank God we're alive. It's so nice to be free of that whole situation. You guys remember Hunt? Nah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Wait, we used to know a guy named Hunt? Yeah, I forgot about him too. <laughs> hey guys, just a heads up. I got AIDS from Hunt, you know, just like throw out Whoa. something like crazy, like I'm going to die. There you go. There's your final destination ending. That's how these movies all end though. Every one of them ends with the survivors being like, wait, I think we're still in the matrix and then getting <laughs> fucking smashed. Well, I guess that trope started with like Friday the 13th and it's been done. Yeah. Every year since in some form or fashion. But the, for final destination though, it's so rote at this point. We're just like, we get it. You made it. Or did you, you know, like. Either, like, fucking let us live or just, like, don't even fucking, like, bury the lead. Well, I would recommend this one. It's stupid, but it's fun. It's bad, but it's fun. I concur. Uh, Yeah, this movie's fantastic. It is a fun watch. In fact, like, after Saw 7, I was like, I don't ever want to see another Saw movie. After this, I was like, you know, I could go back and watch the rest of the Final Destinations. I'm actually going to watch the other ones that I skipped. Yeah, it's just Number a Number fun- three, fantastic fake tits in it. I know there's a cheerleader scene. I think I saw a clip of at one point where she's doing flippity flops and then breaks her neck or something. Mm-hmm. That's one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. Re- I can't really remember what movies they all go yeah. in. They all there's blur also together. One in a hardware but... store. Yep. Yeah, I remember Part that. Three. One. Yeah. These yeah. Are three. Little clips of things I've seen over the years that I was just like, I don't care anymore. Part three tries to have a story that's like, I don't tie it all back to the origin, and it's oh, like, boy. oh boy. But like the kills are so crazy over the top in three that I I 100% recommend it. But yeah, yeah. this is definitely a, a fun entertaining horror movie it's not the best plot and like written 
but it's really fun to watch. It's fun. Now, what do you guys want out of a final D6? Well, mostly for it to not happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. Uh, 2022. I don't know. I don't know where they could take it that hasn't been played out. I mean, I didn't see five, so I have to go watch that one because Garrett says five is really good. So maybe there is something they can build on top of that but highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes yeah so as far as plot line I don't know really where know where they take it probably just another standalone story um, I'd be interested to see if they bring Tony Todd back for this one or not but um, I don't think we should be referencing the other ones at this point it's been too long since five you, you know when, what I mean when like, was let's five? just move over like 2011 oh shit yeah it's been a while dude too long but I think it'd be cool to bring Tony Todd back for some cameo or something like well, that well here's what's it. gonna happen if tradition holds they're going to get rid of all the other ones, and this one is going to start right after number one. I think this <laughs> I think this will definitely be its own standalone story, but I hope that they, they take a lot of time and really think about the kills and don't belabor them too much. Like, definitely give us that tense, like, lead up, but um, I hope they don't do a lot of, like, haha, you thought it was this, but it's actually this. Like, let us be rewarded for catching some of the, like, oh, that fan looks, like, real rickety, and then it's like, oh, shit, the fan got him. We totally knew that was coming. Give us a few of those. I want less misdirect. And more just straight to the point, here's how death is going to kill him. I think y'all are watching the wrong movie franchise. <laughs> Which I would, I wish this movie was nothing like any other Final Destination. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool, the but it's just... good, but... Yeah, that's just not how this movie works, or this franchise. But maybe it's time to mix it up, so... Yeah, you know, we'll I would, see what I, they do. It's, I think it's been, cool. what, 10 years? Almost? 9 yeah. years? 8 years? Something like that? Yeah, Math if, is fucking hard. If it was hard. 2011, it's been 10 years. 11 in 2022 when it comes out, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Well, that's three recommendations for the lowest Rotten Tomato scored entry in the final destination. Well, Garrett, what do we have coming up next week? We've got two more to round out the month of Worst in Show. Next week's episode is going to be what I feel is a travesty of a rating. Classic Child's Play 3 with our man Chucky, voiced by Brad Dorif. That will be the movie we're doing from the Child's Play franchise because evidently that's the lowest fucking reviewed one out of all the other garbage that's come out. So incorrect. One of the worst movies ever made is in the Chucky mainline series, <laughs> and we'll talk about it next week. But have you seen the final... I had to think for a second. Sorry. I, I'm glad you the, thought about the... The Final Destination listeners, why don't you let us know on our social media? We've got an Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter account. You can find all things at thegravetalk.com. Links there. Let us know what you think about it. And uh, until then, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. 